Hello. In this episode, I want to talk about the lessons that I have learned from the America's pandemic experience. I think the biggest thing of all is that uh, the isolation brought to light to me important ideas about human group dynamics. I saw that how much people are, are influenced by leaders or putting it this way, when people are in crowds, how they follow a leader and they don't really question it. And I think the leadership now in America today is trying to pull back from that experience by almost trying to quell dissent in our nation. Any kind of questioning of uh, whether leaders are doing things right or not. Even with even with the situation of Donald Trump, you can see there's that pressure to follow what the media says about him on just the various news outlets. I mean, just the fact that they're covering him, it's in itself is propaganda. Okay, sure, they, well, they say he's important because he's a former president. Uh, well. If he's doing activities that are, that are supposed to be against the law and he's bring, he's brought into court, how can that mean that he's important? I mean, how can people believe that uh, he is important because during his whole administration, he was really constantly criticized? So obviously... Um, People don't think he meets the standards of what they think a president should be, so why should they cover him at all? So I don't know. It just seems to me to be just uh, constant propaganda put out there by media. Part of that Democrat versus Republican uh, dynamic, which makes it look like there's a real debate going on in our nation, and really uh, there isn't because... If you look real closely, the real problems are not being solved. Democrats are left off the hook because they can just say when they are proposing something that is not sufficient, well, at least we're not Republicans. Look what they're doing. So it's a way of our culture just to maintain stability or, I don't know if that's the correct word, maintain an order which really is not working for a lot of people and maybe for us all because... Uh, even the billionaires, who, why should we all have to live through this stress-filled uh, dog-eat-dog culture? It does not make sense to me. When we could all dial it down a little bit, like the Europeans have done, and just enjoy our lives a little bit more. Instead of the constant idea that we have to have more money, uh, more, more, more. Uh, and, these po- and electing different politicians is not going to solve all this. This is a cultural problem. Because it's terrible, but it's true. But politicians are always behind the curve. They just follow what the dominant ideas are in the culture. So really, they are not leaders. They are really followers. uh, The followers of cultural norms. So, uh, and how do you change a culture? Well, I guess it has to start out by, and I just wrote a, a recent book about this, Questioning Premises, my newest book that's out, in fact, that we have to question the very ideas of our culture that are never really questioned.
And the biggest one, of course, is uh, the more money you make, the better person you are. Uh, the bigger company you are, the more important you are. Uh, saying you're leaving a job for more money is, is the be-all and end-all of anything. Uh, uh, we don't really even examine these things. We just walk around relating to people like this is the way it should be. Uh, we just assume this is the way it has to be. We assume that it's the best way to be in the world because it's just the constant propaganda that is put out by supposedly objective media outlets. But I think that is a big takeaway that I found out from the pandemic. Sitting here alone like many Americans were for a while there and seeing that when, when you're out, when I was out, how much pressure there's put on you to follow the leader in any kind of group or situation that you're in. And even though that leader is not really doing things right. And how do you know if they're not doing things right? Well, the, the biggest question is, are they solving problems? Think about America's biggest problems, and they're still out there. And uh, uh, if they're not being addressed, then that's how you know if our leadership is failing or not. And that's why the presidential politics is kind of silly, most of it, because the candidates that cover are the ones that supposedly have held office before most of them, and what are they going to do? I mean, uh, they held office before, and they hadn't solved the problems yet. So, I mean, really, the media, they look like they're part of some kind of outside objective observer and not part of what's going on, but uh, really they are just tools of the establishment. It's hard to believe if you have companies that are multi-billion corporations that uh, they would allow challenges uh, to their interests for very long. <coughs> but, uh, and also it brought to light the whole coronavirus situation that Americans are very averse from going from A to Z to solve a problem. Uh, because we are just a culture that does not like to go after the big problems. We just we just think that we're the ones that are going to make it, each of us, and uh, let the other guy worry about the problems. <coughs> Let's get out of that ghetto ourselves, and we'll worry about... We'll leave the ghetto there for the people that are there to worry about And that's why we have such pockets of poverty and, and depression in the nation because the whole idea in America is uh, if you want to make it, you got to do it yourself, and that means getting out of bad situations. <coughs> but the trouble with that is it, it doesn't do anything about those situations that are out there. Because the media has to put out the constant idea that if you're in a ghetto, it's because it's your fault. That's why they'll put out the stories very often of a person that has risen out of the ghetto and gone to Harvard and Oxford and Cambridge and everything uh, 
just to show, well, try to put out the idea that uh, it's not the ghetto, it's the people in the ghetto. So everybody could be a Harvard graduate if they just wanted to and get out of that ghetto. So that's the idea out there. So instead of America solving big social problems, we just think it's up to each individual's duty to do that. And that's why we have all these externalities, as the economists would call it. Problems that aren't solved because people don't want to be around them. And then an election will come every two to four years, and the same thing goes on. What's that famous line in the self-personal development movement? If you keep on doing the same thing and expecting a different result, that's a definition of insanity? Well, sometimes America seems to be on that course, or it's our culture. We keep on promising things in this nation that can never really come to fruition. On the one hand, we, we promise that everybody can be the, a millionaire at the same time. And on the other hand, we believe that you have to compete against someone to, to get there. So it's just the contradictions. It's crazy. We just don't really have a direction of where we want our country to go in. So, uh, but the big thing about the coronavirus isolation and all that is that it, it told me how much people are influenced and don't question a leader in whatever group they happen to be in. Well, yeah, I know you've all been in a situation in your room and everybody looks around and there's a guy up there talking and uh, you just know you better not say nothing because you've got to fit into that crowd or what, what's being dictated there. And uh, it's not a good situation in America right now. So what can be done about all this? Well, I think, well, the one good thing about the isolation from the pandemic was that maybe all of us felt that we don't need to be around other people to survive. And perhaps America as a nation moving forward, we don't have to become part of the big crowd uh, to follow the leaders, to follow the one leader, uh, whoever it may be. We can obey all laws, but we can just sort of remain to ourselves and not be caught up in that groupthink. But that is the number one thing that taught me. Being out in there, I was not aware of the pressures you are, are under, everybody, to conform and to follow that leader. So, uh, hopefully this kind of isolation will will help us develop more individuality in America, where we can develop policies that help everybody and uh, not think that uh, the culture's all right and the economy's all right. Uh, if we just get our act together, then the world's all right. Uh, that's not going to cut it, and it hasn't. that's not good enough. There are objective problems out there that... Uh, because of the relative nature of the economy that forces people to compete against each other. If we don't deal with that situation, America's not going to move ahead.
you can't have a country that says everybody can make it, but yet everybody has to compete against each other. It's that's a very big contradiction. And with that very fact, you can never have universal prosperity without a more developed welfare state. <clears throat> or just a culture that starts to devalue the idea of competition. And it all really starts with our obsession of, with sports because that is really just a metaphor for what we believe should happen here. In the NFL, there just can't be all winners. There's got to be one winner. I mean, <clears throat> just really look closely at that. What is really going on here? Why does someone have to beat somebody else to feel better? I mean, what does that do for them? Why do you have to be in a competition with somebody? It just does not make sense. Of course, it all goes back to probably the African savannas when we were out there on the hunt among other animals, and the Colts winning the Super Bowl was like us catching that antelope on the savannah and bringing it home to eat. We have won over nature for that day, at least. So that is what can be traced back to. But aren't we, aren't we mature enough now to overcome that? So, uh, I don't know, maybe they're just primitive na parts of human nature that will never be overcome. I try not to think like that, and I don't think we can, but uh, we got to look at the realities, don't we? But uh, thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening.